Welcome to Wisdom at the Crossroads. I'm your host, Amanda Onchalenko, and I'm excited to invite you into my studio practice remotely. Together, let's pause the rhythm of the day as we dive into the backstories of an artistic life, my life, exploring lessons learned through creativity and inspiration. So get yourself a beverage and let's settle in for a short while as we reflect on how some of my favourite paintings have evolved and what wisdom I have found at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Today at the studio, as I was contemplating writing this episode, I spent some time in a reflective state, taking in the vibes and the winter light in my space. We've had a bumper year from a skier's perspective, with record amounts of snow that has created snowbanks as high as the fences. Snow, ironically, usually brings milder temperatures, but here, as luck would have it, we have had record cold as well. Driving conditions aren't ideal, and if you were to ask any Manitoban, they would surely tell you they are ready to hang up their snow shovels and replace them with a rake or a trowel to go play in the dirt. Gardening season may be a ways away for us just yet, but it never hurts to take ourselves on a little mindful journey when we need to reboot. Studio practice, I have to tell you, isn't simply the act of creating. Getting out and meeting and engaging with a new-to-me audience is always a part of the equation. I love the connections I have made through my art, and I have found colour is connective, particularly in a nation where winter's white rains for a very large chunk of the year. After 31 years in Canada, I'm dating myself, I know, I find the morphed accent of mine does still get in the way, especially when I'm meeting new people or when I am tired, and this weekend I was both. I wrote the following quote many years ago as a way to describe the way I express myself without getting tangled up in all the vowels. Colour quiets me. Colour lets me sing. It is my language in all its affectations of nuance, of syntax, of pronunciation. My voice is most clear in colour. And really, that quote is still accurate. This podcasting venture is challenging me to step out of my comfort zone, to try new things and to shake up my comfortable paradigm just a little bit. I want to thank you for spending your valuable currency listening in and deciphering my words. I really am trying to slow down on so many levels. This past weekend, my boss had me working 12-hour days during a blizzard, no less, at a convention centre, which explains the contemplative mood I was in at the studio earlier in the week. Some might even call it exhaustion. Being in a crowded public venue after two years of restrictions and shutdowns was a definite contrast to my solo practitioner status, where I work alone in a cosy and quiet studio space with piano music gently playing in the background. I love to see colour at work on even the most taupe-loving and neutral-friendly folks, to field questions and to soak up the enthusiasm of those who are truly touched by what they see. At the event, which was a departure for me, it was interesting to hear people's questions and comments, and also to notice which pieces they connected with in a display I only half-jokingly called Colour versus Winter. Fiesta is a busy floral landscape I had just finished. It has lots of action and lots of colour. I called it Fiesta because right now I am dreaming of walking on a Mexican beach. Others may have also been in a Mexican frame of mind as Fiesta was an early favourite on the most talked about list. The setup involved a double-sided wall, so those circling back to see the reverse side were greeted by a large 4 foot by 8 foot diptych, Wonderland, Heart and Soul. This pair was striking a pose in the afternoon sunlight. Bare Necessities had a distinct following too by the end of the weekend, among them my hubby, 
who in air quotes borrowed her for a Zoom courtroom he was refreshing at his office. These pieces might feature in future episodes, but for now, I want to take a brief journey back through the archive to an August road trip that resulted in another diptych named Afternoon Showers. It is a pair of 30-inch by 60-inch vertical canvases from 2007. With the snow continuing to pile up outside, there are no rain showers in our forecast other than this pair that straddles our family room fireplace and fills our living area with prairie sunshine year-round. They were the last piece I created to fill a gap in wall space when I exhibited I Forget Where that year. It was also the first pair I painted without having to set my alarm to pick up my kids or to fit painting time in around summer or school activities. I was the stay-at-home mum at the time. I used to joke that I just wasn't home. Instead, I would drop the girls off at school and head to the studio where I would be up to my elbows in paint or my ankles in fabric until the alarm sounded to remind me it was time to go. Summer was something we definitely all looked forward to, but the downside for me was that studio time was pretty much out until the school year began again in September. In this particular year, our girls were playing ringette, among other sports. Ringette is a game played on ice with a hookless stick and a rubber ring instead of a hockey stick and a puck. It encourages team play, passing, and without having to stick handle a puck, it is played at full speed. It is fun to watch at even the earliest age groups. Anyway, without grandparents nearby, when the girls attended ringette camp together, it was the first time we were without children since having them. The camp was a sleepover camp about 45 minutes to the southeast. There was a request for cabin mums, which I successfully dodged. Sorry kids, but date week and paint week loomed and I really needed it. Everyone was excited. I had bought and prepped two new large canvases for the occasion and plotted out four nights of restaurants for date night dinners, so I was ready. The joy was palpable. The Sunday drop-off day arrived and we packed up and drove to the camp where we watched the little teams of girls excitedly sort out their bunking arrangements according to age group and met the cabin mums. Bless you all. A quick barbecue and we were on the road heading home. Summer days are endless this far north. After what had been a beautiful prairie summer day, we could see the sky grumbling in the rearview mirror as the spectacle of a prairie storm rolled directly toward the camp we had just left. The drive-by shooter that I was, I snapped a series of photographs from the passenger seat as I wondered if I was doing the right thing in leaving my babies behind. There were no phone calls home and the week went off perfectly, thank goodness. I remember feeling exhilarated and exhausted at the same time from all that work at play. The storm had inspired the subject matter and I had a lot of fun allowing myself the luxury of uninterrupted time to paint. I used some big brushes on the underpainting with loose liquid acrylic and I remember enjoying watching a watered-down version of Liquitex's brilliant blue drip into the horizon line and beyond from the sky as a reference to the stormy show we had witnessed on the drive home to the city. Our girls had a wonderful time, and so did we. And a few days later, I had the girls with me as we stopped by the studio downtown. They loved to go there, and we often did back-to-school fashion shoots on the roof with the -the turn-of-the-century architectural backdrop. On this day, I handed our youngest the keys to the studio as she always wanted to be first. She raced up the stairs to unlock the door as our eldest and I climbed to the second floor behind her. As we reached the top steps, my youngest met us there, ashen-faced and clearly upset. I worried she had fallen and hurt herself. No, she explained. She had seen the paintings and was saddened to tell me, Mum, your paintings have dripped. 
She thought they had been ruined. It was just so sweet. Afternoon showers exhibited briefly, but around that time my hubby had convinced me to sell one of my first poppy pears, also 30 inches by 60 inches, that had hung on either side of our fireplace. We sold them to a client who had been campaigning for them. I agreed to send them on their way, despite the fact that I tried to keep the firsts of new bodies at work. Afternoon showers made for a simple replacement. It turns out the yellow that shines in the centre of this pear somehow speaks to me as an expat Australian, where yellow is embraced more commonly than it is in the Northern Hemisphere. It might be something about the light. It is definitely something about that volatile prairie storm that neutralised the tension of worry and excitement and reminds me we all need a little journey on occasion that refreshes our perspective and soothes us from our core. Afternoon showers has hung by the fireplace ever since. It's true that we get comfortable with items in our home that make it feel like our own. These two are part of the furniture, but they are not shrinking violets. Originally, they were a temporary stopgap to painting storage issues, and I should confess we have only recently added a picture hook and attached wires to their backs for hanging after they had been bumped too many times from their pushpin supports and crashed down to the floor too often. This pair reminds me of that week at the end of the summer. My journey was intense. It took me away from my usual responsibilities and allowed me to play, to express myself as a creative. There was no accent to be misinterpreted beyond the accent on colour that clearly shines. Another lesson I learned from this pair was that less can definitely be more. With only four very full studio days, I covered a lot of ground, literally. I didn't have time to go in and neaten or clean things up, which generally leads to overdoing it, so the end result remains fresh and seemingly unstructured. It also reminds me to respect the perception of young patrons who have their very own distinct set of parameters for how they see and interpret the world. Ruin, of course, is subjective. The foreground reflects the idea of scrubby and wild grasses by means of reductive brush strokes made with a square bristled brush. The marks are generally in solid colour on top of a washy, rouged underpainting. These paintings work as a diptych, but the compositions stand alone individually as well, so that if one day our competitive children can't decide who gets what, the pair can easily be separated to solve the problem, to literally balance the visual equation. began this meditation, a full moon filled the night with light. The moon was a great buoyant orb that reminded me of the cycles we find ourselves in, annually, seasonally, monthly, and daily, the habits we form, the rhythm that supports our daily choices. Nothing happens in isolation. We are all part of one wide and varied ocean of souls, carried on the tide rolling in rhythmic swells, wavy and calm in rotation, as we each make our way on the path that is our own personal journey. We are not responsible for, and nor can we control, the external events that take place around us. We do, however, have agency over our responses and our actions, and that's where we will begin today's meditation. We naturally respond to the stimuli around us, but in today's short meditation, we will aim to lessen the pull of action and activity we subscribe to as we shelter for a short while in our own presence. 
For those driving, of course, while listening, please come back to the meditation when you have some time to yourself and it is safe to do so. For those continuing for the next few minutes, please allow yourself to settle into a comfy chair or stretch out on a bed, on a couch, or just on the floor. Breathe in deeply to flush the system, and as you relax and close your eyes, settle in comfortably with yourself. Notice your breath and the rhythmic cycles it creates. Can you hear it? The breath. Is it stronger and more audible on the inhale or the exhale? Simply notice your natural cycle. Take a couple of cycles to expel the air fully so you notice the space in the bottom of the ribs. Again, breathing in and taking a full, maybe even an exaggerated exhale, remove the last of the breath from the bottom of the belly and repeat that a few times. Now that we have cleared some space, I want you to focus consciously on balancing the length of the inhale with the length of the exhale. Notice any exertion. Do you hear the flow of air on the inhale or on the exhale? Seek to calm that action so both the inhale and the exhale are balanced in length. Allow the breath to glide in and out without sound. You are in the driver's seat here. Let's continue noticing the balanced, inaudible breath doing its work peacefully. It supports every single cell. This practice demonstrates the agency you have over even this involuntary action, in and out, without force, seeking balance. You are driving your own machine at your own pace. The paintings we spoke of today are distinctly yellow. To me, they are a pure dose of summer sunshine. I want you to visualize the yellow of your choice. It might be a citrus lemon, pale citrine, or maybe a powerful and clear primary cadmium yellow. Choose your version of light and invite that radiance to join the breath on its interior journey. We'll be seeking balance while striving for presence, together. Invite that breath to flow down into the solar plexus, the center for confidence and self-esteem that exists between the breastbone and the belly button in the upper abdomen. Focus on this space 
as you imagine a balanced inaudible breath, filling that area with beautiful golden rays of light. Icy daffodils and yellow tulips, grounded yet reaching, connecting the bounty of the earth in its seasonal rhythm to my constant yet inaudible breath. In and out. It flows, filling the solar plexus cavity with refreshing, bright light. You might see images during this process. Notice them and accept them. Thank those images for this gentle reminder that we each drive our own physical machine, that we have agency and control over where we direct our attention. As your interior chambers fill with this radiant resonance, notice what you feel. You might take yourself back to a peaceful moment in sunshine. Notice what you hear. Notice the audible memories that join you on this sunny expedition. I want you to imagine the radiant light you are experiencing. Visualize it forming a silken ribbon that wraps itself around anything that is bothering you at your core. Imagine this ribbon as it embraces any discomfort, any niggling pressure that has formed around the solar plexus. Notice any knots or pressure begin to melt away as the light you have invited in washes over you. Negativity dissolves. What once bothered you has gently joined with that silken ribbon of light and left the body on the exhale. Whatever pressure existed is no longer required. The golden yellow light has neutralized its impact and the residue has been flushed out with your relaxed and inaudible exhale. You may not know what you were holding on to or why, but your soul knows you have learned that lesson and no longer need to carry it with you. There is space now where previously you might have held something. Notice the area between the breastbone and the belly button. Direct your attention there and feel the area soften. You might feel some tingling or even a tickle as you imagine that cleared space filled with radiance, becoming an orb of spun sunshine at your core, rhythmically clearing the way for interior expansion. Take your time as you notice what is coming up for you. Feel free to return to your natural breathing cycle. Release the breath. Release the focus and rest in your own presence. Take as long as you need until you are ready to open your eyes and very slowly return to the rhythm of your day. You may like to stay relaxed where you are or you may feel the need to journal or release some tears even.
whatever has surfaced for you, know that you can respond now as you see fit. You have agency over your reactions and the light at your core supports you. I hope you now have a clear canvas to work with. May you feel refreshed by this short journey we have taken together to our core. Until next time, be well. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're able to find something that resonated for you as we journeyed through the backstories of art, life and inspiration together. Watch for new episodes to drop weekly on Tuesdays. I'll meet you there with your morning coffee or afternoon tea as we gather in my studio remotely. Unless, of course, you knock on my door or pop into my messages. Find me on Instagram at mandartcanada or on my website www.mandart.ca where you'll find show notes and images of the artworks we discuss on the podcast in the blog. Feel free to bring a friend or reach out with your questions or comments. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, I will look forward to joining with you again as we seek wisdom at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Take care. Bye now.